This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. From Rocky River, Ohio, live on a Thursday night. I'm too old to be doing that. I'm out of breath now. Good evening, everybody. It's a live edition of the bullpen brought to you by Bet Rivers on tonight's show. Live show, a couple things. Number one, you can join me live. I tweeted out a link about two minutes ago. You click on the link, you'll get in our waiting room, and I will bring you up to make a comment, ask a question. You'll be on camera with me. Uh, you have to have Google Chrome or download the Riverside app. So if you have Google Chrome, you're set. You don't have to download anything, but if you don't, you got to go uh, download the Riverside app. Those are the two ways to join me. We'll get to the Cavaliers, who are in second place in the Eastern Conference at the All-Star break. We'll talk about their game last night. A little bit and some news on the Cleveland Guardians schedule. Maybe a minute or two on that as well. But uh, we begin with some news on Deshaun Watson. Uh, there was an article in USA Today today stating that you, you may remember that there's still two pending civil cases involving alleged victims uh, of Deshaun Watson. So those two cases, he has settled all but two of the cases. Technically, he settled all but three. One of the three cases that had been unsettled, that person uh, retracted their claim or unfiled or whatever the hell it is. So there are two outstanding claims there. Uh, today, apparently, one of the, the lawyer for one of the two remaining uh, claims out there uh, requested that Deshaun Watson come to texas for uh interview questioning whatever it may be now now deshaun watson's lawyer rusty harden uh has refused to this point but obviously if the court orders it then then he would have to go it's kind of up in the air right now uh, mike florio saw this column and he mentions at the at, on pro football talk if you see the if you saw the column if you didn't in the last paragraph of his column about this he says that the the NFL could still, despite the 11-game suspension, reserves the right to potentially suspend Deshaun Watson again. And you see that, and you're like, oh, my God. Could we possibly be going through another suspension as dismal as the last two seasons have been with how little he's, he's played? The reality is the only way he would be suspended further at this point is if there was any new evidence. And there doesn't appear to be. Uh, Deshaun Watson, even if he does speak in this case, is unlikely to say anything that would cause the 
the league to suspend. There would have to be some independent evidence that was not there from the first go-round where they did suspend him 11 games. So while I get there may be some uh, anxiety about this, I totally get it, uh, it seems unlikely that it would come to that. I think that's probably not going to happen. But until those last two cases are settled, uh, and maybe they're going to go to court at some point, I have no idea. I know the other, I saw in the, I think it was in the USA Today article, that the other case, not the case that we're talking about where they want to interview him, but in the other case that's still pending, apparently there's not been a court date even picked yet. So uh, who knows when these things are going to finally settle. But it kind of sucks that those two things are still hanging out there. Uh, but, you know, when you saw the news today that, oh, it's possible he could be suspended again. I mean, it's possible anything can happen. It, it, it doesn't seem very likely. Uh, one other thing on the Browns before I move on to the Cavaliers. The, the Browns um, have a big offseason, obviously, and we talked a lot about it. Yes, on yesterday's podcast, I had Mary Kay Cabot on as a guest. Um, and we talked about some really good things, including the upcoming free agency, potential restructure for Nick Chubb, where Miles Garrett's head is at, uh, the latest on contract extensions for Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry, who's going to call the plays, that and more. So if you missed it, if you haven't seen it yet, go back and check out my podcast with Mary Kay from yesterday, and please hit the subscribe button. I'm sure... I'm guessing if you're watching me live here, if you're a member of this crew that's that's watching me live, especially a lot of you have been here every week when I've been doing this, uh, I'm guessing you're already a subscriber. But if you haven't, by some chance, if you're new, click the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, please. I'd appreciate it. And uh, you'll get alerts whenever I go live. Um, next week will be, I'll be live again at six and then I'm going on vacation for a week. So we'll be off from the live show for a week. I will put some content out there, some interviews I'm doing next week. But uh, And then uh, in March, the uh, the live show is going to move to earlier in the day. We're going to move to probably 2 o'clock, but I'll let you know before the end of the month. Anyway, thanks to everybody for joining me once again this week. I will take – if you want to jump in with me live, again, you can do it. The link is tweeted out. There's also a link in the chat, in the YouTube chat. You have to have Google Chrome or download – the Restream app. That's the only way to get on. So we'll bring some people in with us in just a little bit. And uh, we'll start taking your calls. You know, you'll be on live video stream with me. I'll answer some questions on YouTube as well. I want to talk about the Cavs here. Great win last night. Well, maybe great win is strong. Uh, a great comeback last night because you're playing a mediocre team. But the Bulls have been playing pretty well of late. And the Cavs were getting smoked. Uh, the first 18 minutes of the game, they t- they played terribly on both sides of the ball. And in the end, I mean, the the, the Bulls had, I want to say, about 40 points at the six-minute mark of the second quarter. And from there on out, uh, no, it was more than that. It was it was like 45 points, sorry. they The Bulls had about 40, I think it was, four, I don't know. They had 49 at halftime. And they didn't score much in the final six minutes. So they they had 45, 44, whatever it was, at the midway point of the second quarter. And it looked like another game where they were going to give up 120. And from the middle of the second quarter on, they allowed about 70 points, give or take one or two. So they played really well from, from that point on. And, and um, 
they they got nothing late in the second quarter, good third quarter, and they they pull out the 108-105 win. Darius Garland, who missed the game winner against Philadelphia, hits the game winning three. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting that Donovan Mitchell like did the clap to get the ball his way. Darius said, no, I got it, and he knocks it down right before that. Isaac Okoro, who's obviously playing with a ton of confidence right now, he had a great defensive stand against DeMar DeRozan, who was left taking a terrible shot at the shot clock buzzer. Kobe White had a, a, a chance to tie the game as as clock expired. He had a wide-open look from the top of the three-point line, and he missed the shot. I was surprised because he had been red hot. I mean, he had a great game. He led... All scores with 32 in this one. But the Cavs get it done. And unlike last year where they got smoked the last game before the All-Star break, this year they win before the All-Star break. They finished 19 games over 500 before the All-Star break. Uh, last year they were terrible on the road first half of the year. This year on the road, they're 17-8. and eight, The best record on the road in, in the NBA. So, And the Cavs have gone 3-0 against the Bulls this year. In terms of tiebreaker, because remember, if you finish tied, let's say the Bucks and the, the Cavs finish tied for the second seed, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head, and the Cavs and Bucks have split this year. The second tiebreaker is division record. The Bucks do have a bit better division record than the Cavs, so, but because of that, a win against the Bulls can be meaningful. Uh, right now in the division, the Cavs are 8-4. and four. Actually, the Cavs now have a better record than the division after that, uh, winning percentage-wise. The Bucks are 9-7 and seven in the division. The Cavs are 8-4. and four. So, And the Cavs have won 9-10 of 10 and 18-20 um, of 20 overall. And have the they're tied with the Clippers for the fifth-best record in the NBA. In fact, um, only Boston, who's six games ahead of the Cavs in the East, is more than a game and a half better because Minnesota, who leads the West, is 38 and 16. That's a game and a half better than the Cavs. So the Cavs have played tremendous basketball for the last quarter of the season. And with a 27, I believe it is, games to go. Let's see, 40, 53. No, 20, uh, no less than that because they've only, they've played 40, 53. No more than that, 29. Cavs have 29 games left in the season. Uh, you know, they won 50, what they finished with, 53 last year? I mean, they, if if they continue to play how they have the last 20 games, they might win 60 this year. I think they probably won't. But And ultimately, how many games they win in the regular season doesn't matter. We saw that last year. But this is this right now is a much better team than the team we saw last year. Much better. And they've been a ton of fun to watch. All right, let's take our, uh, we got a caller. Here we go. Oh, my man, Xavier P. Where is he? Xavier. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can't see you, though. Hold on. my. It, it's coming. It's coming. Damn, I, Xavier. I, you, can, you, can you see me? I it, cannot see you. I don't know what happened. Hold on. Let me see. We might have to it, just go audio with you. Hold on. Let me try it again. Uh, try one oh, more time. Oh, you know what? I think I did the set. If I could, um, you know what? Hang up on me, and I'll come back in. All right. I Happy. think I selected my I, se- I selected my computer camera instead of my actual cam. I think. Okay. I, okay. We'll we'll hang up on you, and then no. we'll bring you back. All right. Thank you. All right, man. All right, Xavier. 
Guys, I can't remember how to take the call off. So you, there you go. I couldn't see the button to hit it. All right, a little technical difficulties with Xavier P, but we'll try. All right, we got. We'll, we'll bring in Eddie now instead. Eddie, I thought yeah, you, you were busy. You couldn't join me. Do we got Eddie? There we go. Eddie's a, 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 an experienced pro here. Eddie, what's right. going on, pal? Uh, just had a quick question. Uh, you yeah. may laugh at me. Wouldn't be the first time. It's all right. Um, okay. So, so quarterback, not yeah. not the perfect comparison. Quarterback throws. Bounces off the receiver's hands, hits a defensive player, hits yeah. a different receiver. They score a touchdown. Quarterback gets credit for that, right? Yeah. So my thinking is, if a quarterback throws a pick six, why don't they get credit for an interception and a touchdown? It's still a touchdown. Why doesn't the quarterback get his credit for a touchdown? Mm-hmm. He threw the ball. Someone <laughs> caught it and scored a touchdown. Just happened to be the other team. Eddie, are you crazy? Only sometimes. <laughs> that is the worst question you've ever asked in the two years you've been asking questions. That is the worst question you've ever asked. You know, are you just messing with me right now? No, Wouldn't I'm, I'm serious. I think it would help stats. You know, I want to make our guys look so bad. I, I don't mean to kill you. I don't want to be Joe mean. Flacco would have two touchdown passes in a playoff game if that was the I, case. I don't mean to be mean, but that's that is the worst question. What maybe the worst question I've ever gotten in my life in twenty five years in the business. I mean it's the second worst I've ever given you because you called me an idiot when I asked about playing easier teams to fix parody, and then they ended up doing it. I can't even remember. Anyway, so oh. All right, Eddie. Yeah, that was back <laughs> years and years ago. Yeah. So I don't remember that. Oh, we lost Eddie. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be calling out the technical issues on the air. It's very unprofessional. Xavier P. We we found them, so we'll bring him on here. Look at this. What's going Look on, Adam? First of all, first of all, we got to talk about your shoe collection. There, that's that's some collection. What do you got going on there? I um I have a good collection. I have yeah. some. On the other side, and I have a back room of shoes also. I'm, I'm going to tweet ever, your picture. I don't think we've ever talked in person, have we? I mean, you've been tweeting at me for years. We've been talking on Twitter for like forever, but I don't think we've ever talked in person. I'm not a caller of the show. I never yeah, get yeah. angry enough to call the show. So, no, this is our first time talking. What are you talking? talking about? You get angry all the time. I do, but I'm really angry at the I'm really angry at the the tweeters and the fans, and it just yeah. kind of go to you guys like I'm angry at y'all, but I'm really angry at the fans. That's fair. All right, so what's going on, man? Yeah, send me a picture. I like that setup. We got. I'll have to show it to, to G and Tyvis especially because they they love their collections. But you got a pretty so, good one. So I have two questions. You cut me off if, if I only could ask one. So right, my first fine. question, yeah. my first question would be, um, as a Deshaun supporter. Yeah. What does what does the Browns have to do overall in the offseason to come back to give you confidence that 2024 will be better than 2023 besides staying healthy? What does he have to do or the team? No, the, the team? entire entire team, including him. I mean, I'm assuming if Deshaun is healthy, that he'll be. So so my assumption when the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, I want to start there, is that he was going to be a superstar. Because when he was in Houston, he was a superstar. He wasn't good. He was a superstar. I thought at the time, I think I, I, I believe I thought he was the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes when he was in Houston, right? Same. And and he was electric. And not and, and unlike you know, you know, I'm not watching the Texans every week, certainly. 
And, but the, his first two years as a starter there, they were good, and they made the playoffs those first two years. So they, he was seeing them a decent bit. His last year, he played great, but they stunk. So I don't know how much I watched him that third year, but I watched him enough to know that he was a superstar in Houston. So my expectation was when the Browns got him that he was going to be a superstar right away. Now, I did not take into account, I think the one thing I ignored, which was a mistake, was the mental hurdle that he was going to need to overcome to get back to being a good player. Now, there's no way to know for sure. Maybe that's nonsense. Maybe there is no mental hurdle. I'm just assuming he's a human being like the rest of us. No matter what he did or didn't do off the field, people think whatever they think. He can't control that. And so I would assume there's a mental hurdle for him to get over. Has he gotten over it? Is he mostly over it? I don't know. But I think I discounted that, and that was wrong. Also, him not playing for as long as he did, I think we all, at least I'll just speak for us on, on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, underestimated how big a factor that would be. And that all played into his first year of struggles. So going into this year, I still assumed we were going to get a superstar. And I, I wasn't maybe, I think coming into that first year, I was like 100% confident. And then last year, I was 90% that we would get a superstar. So now, I, I, I don't, in my opinion, he didn't play well this year. He played okay. But I have not seen him be a superstar outside of the second half. He, he did a great job in the second half against Ravens. We all know that. But I haven't seen Deshaun look special outside of that second half. Now, when he did play that great second half against Baltimore, before we knew he was seriously hurt and was going to miss the rest of the season, I thought that we were finally going to see that I was like, okay, here it is. Now he's going to go up. But we didn't get a chance to see it. Now, I think a lot of people, in my opinion, thought the same thing I did, that when we saw that, that here we go. But I think a lot of other people are saying, are almost acting as if that happened, that 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 he played five more games and played great. But we didn't see it. I thought it was going that way, but we didn't see it. And when you just look at the body of work, even from just last year, it wasn't good enough. Now, we could argue all day long, his win-loss record, this or that. The bottom line is, and people say, well, you know, uh, Baker got a pass or this guy got a pass. Those guys aren't as good as Deshaun Watson. I thought right. Baker was going to be a decent NFL quarterback. A pretty good NFL quarterback when the Browns got him. Okay. I still think he's an okay NFL quarterback. And every other quarterback that has played for the Browns the entire time I've been working here, and really going back to at least Bernie, I had no expectations for those guys, or minimal expectations. So I'm not going to apologize for having expectations for Deshaun Watson that are sky high, because that's, that's why I got bananas excited when they traded for him, because I said the Browns finally have a great quarterback. Now, I still believe he can be, but I'm not as confident. I, I, there's no way I can because he hasn't done it on the field, looked like a superstar consistently since 2020. So that can long I give you something to think about? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so as a Deshaun supporter, he did not play great. He, he okay. didn't. I can't say that, but I'm always going to defend him. So I like to think of the reasons why. People say excuses. I like to think the reasons why. So okay. if you go back, if you go back to the beginning of the season, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, he played three division games. And we all know, no matter what division it is, stats and how players look inside division games sometimes are skewed because the teams know each other. Can him playing three of his five games in division 
kind of make you say, okay, you know, maybe. Because he did play the Steelers. He did play mm-hmm. um, the Ravens. And he did play Cincinnati when everyone was terrible in that in that reign. So could the could those well, playing three division games kind of say, okay, you know what? Maybe. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I do think when I saw him play last year, it was better than when I saw him play in 2022, right? That's the right year. Right. But yes. it I, I I even with that, yes, there are some legitimate excuses. There's no doubt about it. But even with that, the bottom line remains that he has played very little the last two years. Correct. Right? And the overall play has not been what I expected. And because Correct. of that, and because it's been so many years, now I feel like I'm 50-50. Now, let me, let me, let me straighten this out. It's not 50% he's going to be a, a top 10 quarterback and 50% he's going to be garbage. I still think he could... I I don't think he's going to be garbage. If he's healthy, I think he'll at least be adequate and a decent quarterback. But they traded for him not to be decent. Certainly him be – if he plays 17 games next year and he's, you know, a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, he's the 14th best or the 17th best or something like that, that's not a disaster. But that's not what I was expecting. And I'm not going to – again, I'm not going to apologize for having the high expectations. But I'm not as confident right now – that he could play consistently consistently at that level as I was the last two years. I'm still at 50%, which, to be honest, if this was almost any other quarterback, I'd be way lower than that because it's been four years, or it will be by the time he plays, four seasons since he's played at that level. Most guys don't play at that level for three years. I'm giving him no chance of playing that. I still think he's young enough and talented enough to get back to that level. But part of this is the health. I mean, last year was a disaster injury-wise. He had three different injuries, and this shoulder injury is kind of unique, and so we don't know how he's going to come back from it. So I'm still hopeful. I still think there's a chance we're going to see it, and I'm not even expecting him to play. I I don't even – he doesn't even need to be the second-best quarterback after Mahomes anymore. I don't know that that's realistic. But if he could be even between 6 and 10 or 6 and 12, that's that's good. I would sign for that right now, and they can win a lot of games with him like that. Now they gotta add another pass catcher, as we all know. They need yes. another proven entity to go with Amari and and the Joku. But uh, I I don't know. I don't even know if I answered your question. I've been rambling for a while, but well, I I didn't want to answer the shine question, but I really wanted yeah. the shine answer. So you answered it. Yeah. Okay. I just think the number one thing that they have to fix. They have to fix. Of course, they need a second pass rusher who's consistent because Miles never had his number two, even though I loved what our D-line did, but it wasn't consistently getting – we need sacks. We need sacks, stops, and turnovers. And I think we need another linebacker. But number one, if we want to help Deshaun because we need our quarterback to be great, we have to figure out Jedrick Wills because I think he was the number one reason why Stefanski and and Watson struggled to begin the year because he was terrible to start the year. So we Who's have that again. To I lost you for a second. Jedrick Wheels. Oh, Jedrick. the left tackle. Well, Xavier, dude, awesome talking to you. We're going to let you go, and I will answer your question. Thanks, Xavier. Xavier P, the man, Mister Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Jedrick Wills guy, not at all. Uh, I've said that consistently for the last few years. The problem is, I I don't know that the like Dewan Jones did a great job as a rookie last year. Great job. But 
he's dealing with an injury, right? A couple injuries from last year. He's so big. I don't know that the idea, even though in a perfect world, he and Conklin would be healthy and he'd play left tackle and Conklin would play right. I just don't know if he can do it. And asking a guy who, granted, was was tremendous, but a late draft pick to now switch to left tackle when he's coming off this injury and still got a lot to learn, I, I think that's too much to ask. So, unfortunately, I think Jedrick Wills is going to be the left tackle again in the 2024 season. I, You know, he played better before he got hurt those last couple of games. I'm, I don't like him. Uh, I think you folks know that. I, I, nothing personal. I just don't think he's very good. All right, let me let me get to some fans uh, uh, in YouTube. Again, if you want to jump in as part of the conversation, you can jump in. We've had Eddie. We uh, uh, Eddie with the crazy question. We had Xavier P. Let me get to some of some of you uh, others here. Uh, buh, 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 buh. What do we got? Uh, oh my God! I hope not. I had a question. Evan four one nine. Adam the Bull has been named the new MLB commissioner. Speaking of which, uh, Rob Manfred announced he's retiring after this five-year contract ends in January of 29. Rob Manfred, I don't, I'm not a fan. I, I don't think he's overall been a good GM, uh, a good commissioner. I will say that he has done some good things lately. He got off to a terrible start. He's not handled the, his relationship with the players. Uh, he's made that worse. He's done a terrible job. He's disrespected the sport. But the rule changes he's made in the last couple of years, I think, have been great for the game. The the DH in both leagues, the pitch clock, those two things in particular um, have been huge, huge wins for Major League Baseball. I've wanted a, uh, a DH in the National League forever. Okay, but Evan419 asks, uh, what are the first few moves you would make to make baseball more enticing and competitive with the NFL-NBA? I think baseball is competitive with the NBA. Nothing is competitive with the NFL, and there's nothing baseball could do to be competitive with the NFL. That's just impossible at this point. I do think it's competitive with the NBA. Uh, to strengthen its competitiveness with the NBA, the the best one of the things baseball could do, and they won't do this because it would cost them money, but I think it would be better for the sport, is to cut down the amount of games in the regular season. Not only would it be a negative in terms of financially, but it also affects the record book and whatever. I think the record book's already been destroyed by, uh, you know, all the steroids and we don't put those guys in the hall of fame. So what are the, nobody cares about the records anymore. We don't have them memorized like when we did, when we were all kids. If, if you're 50 and older or 40 something and older. Uh, so, but that's what I would do. I'd cut down the season uh, a little bit, maybe, maybe 20, 30 games. I'd want, because uh, I'd want the World Series to be a- a- in September uh, instead of October. I- I'd cut a month off the season. And you know what? It- it- I might, if I had more time to really think about it, I might even get super creative, add some double headers on Sunday, and try to have the World Series end before the NFL season starts. So there's no competition. Because competing with the NFL is a disaster for Major League Baseball when it does. And it's it's the the NFL has become such a behemoth that if I were Major League Baseball, I would I would, you know, and then having the season end for in the first week of September. Uh, the World Series around, you know, Labor Day, I, I, I don't know, maybe the holiday weekend is not the great weekend to do it. 
and I know college football starting then, but uh, I, I would consider doing that. Now, to do that, you'd have to cut 30 games, have double headers, maybe cut 40 games. I know it's pretty drastic, but I think if the season were shorter, not too short, like the, the COVID season, 60 games, that's too short. But if you cut down to say, let's say to, from 162 to 122 games, it makes it even more feisty because you can't afford to fall behind. I'd add two teams, go to 32 out of eight. I'd have eight four-team divisions. I'd have the four, and then your four division winners would make the playoffs with two wild card teams. That's it. Right now, and you have six teams that make the playoffs. Uh, no, actually, in baseball, they have seven teams that make the playoffs, which I think is too much. I can live with seven. Baseball can't go to eight. Eight's a disaster. Um, but no, wait a second. No, there's still only uh, six teams that make the playoffs in baseball, right? In each in each conference, it's seven in football, or each league. So that would be some of the things I would do. I would do a better job of pro- of promoting the players, getting their faces out there more. The stars of the game need to be promoted better. Like, why are we not seeing Aaron Judge in more commercials? He's a great. I was talking. We had Stephen Kwan on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show today. We interviewed him yesterday for today's show, and. I was talking with Stephen Kwan about because because uh, Mikey McNuggets had said that he saw him in in a bar once and and nobody was bothering Stephen Kwan. Baseball players don't stand out like football players and basketball players in bars because they look more normal, like more normal guys, normal size generally. But Aaron Judge is not a normal looking guy. Aaron Judge looks like a defensive lineman. In fact, he looks too big to be a defensive lineman, uh, height wise at least, and. Aaron Judge should be getting promoted. Shohei Otani, who's a monster also. He's a big, huge guy. Like, you got to promote these guys better. Why Why don't I see Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge in commercials? I mean, I guess they are, but not, not like the big football players and basketball players. You have to do a much better job with that. That would be part of the deal, too. And I would, I would force, I would have a, a salary floor. Again, if I have all, had all the power, I would have a. I would keep. I am fine with where the salary cap is, the the light cap that they have. I'm not going to penalize a team for spending too much, but I'm going to penalize the teams that don't spend enough. The minimum payroll in Major League Baseball should be 150 million. If teams like the Guardians and A's Rays can't afford 150 million dollar payroll, then I force the owner to sell the team. I'd rule with an iron fist. For crying out loud, rule with an iron fist. Uh, Diver Bob, the podcast was Mary, with Mary Kay was great. Thank you, Diver Bob. Uh, who else? The guys, awesome. uh, Monzo, one of our co-producers today, has says uh, Save Your P is an awesome shoe collection. That is correct. Cottonwood Slim, who was that? Imelda Marcos. <laughs> uh, Xavier P and Melda Marcos. Let's see. Uh, Creative Juice. Uh, that was Xavier P calling in. Anybody else? We're talking all about shoes. Yeah, baseball is a summer game, Cottonwood Slim. And uh, so no doubt about it. Uh, ending it in August, it's, it's drastic, but I think it would be great. All right, thanks to everybody for listening today and watching. Thanks to Xavier P. and Eddie, even though that was, man, Eddie, I love you, but that was uh, an all-time bad question. If that was some random person, I would have just killed Eddie there. But I love Eddie. He's a good dude. So I couldn't beat him up. But it was that was that was brutal. Uh, so thank you all for joining me today. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button on the podcast. 
please hit the, the thumbs up. Please hit the uh, alert. And every time we do it again, we'll be doing this again live next uh, Thursday at 6. Then I'll take a week off for vacation. And then in March, we're going to move to 2 o'clock. So that's it for now. Thanks to Monzo and Max for producing. We'll see you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks, everybody in the chat. Love you guys. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.